BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Slim Kid Trey, thanks so much for joining us on The Library with Tim Einenkel. Thank you, thank you. I want to actually get into something you wrote on your website about, about Jay Dilla. You said, when it comes to Jay Dilla, I wish people were on his bleep as much as they are now that he's dead. Yeah. Um, why don't you think people knew him when he was alive? Well, you know, I, I, do, I do think a lot of people knew about Jay Dilla when he was alive, for sure. But it, 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 it's like hip-hop music is like real precious to us mm. as beat makers, as hip-hoppers, you know? And it's like there's so many... There's so many uh, dope producers and thing like things like that. You know, he was he was definitely dope. He definitely had um, hits with uh, Tribe Called Quest. He had hits with us. He worked heavily with Busta Rhymes. You know, and I thought that he should have got a lot more notoriety then, definitely, because we all, we definitely knew how dope Jay Dilla was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it really it really meant something great to us at, at that point. You know. Right, right. And, and, you know, when he was, you know, when he was sick and things like that, you know, it was definitely sad times. And we were definitely, you know, hoping that he definitely pulled through, you know. Right. And his music was great then. You know, when he did, you know, did the Donuts record, I think he was in the hospital or something like that, you know. And still we were, you know, pushing for some Jay Dilla. Right. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, when the great ones, I think the point of all what I was saying is like, you know, when the great ones, you know, pass on, it's like, man, you know, Jimi Hendrix was incredibly dope when he was alive. Right. You know, Bob Marley was really amazing when he was alive. And, you know, that's how I feel about, you know, Jay Dilla at times, too. You know what I mean? Like, I wish people was on it. Right. I wish they was really on it on a deeper capacity, on a, on a grander scale. Because, you know, as big, big as he is now, I felt like he was big then. Right. And, and one of the kind of the, one of the famous, obviously famous tracks that you guys worked on together was Running. For the audience that doesn't understand what it's like to work with a producer, can you explain that process? I would always say there's beat makers and then there's producers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's people that can make a song, they can make a beat, they can make a track, but to produce an album is a whole other thing. And not only that, but you don't have to, I, like I don't have to write a song to be a producer. 
and people used to always get that misconstrued. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, um, there's things that Quincy Jones, and I always mention his name all the time because he's somebody that I look up to as far as a producer's concerned, you know? You know, he was, you know, saying you don't have to produce, you don't have to write a song to produce it, you know? Like, Rod Temperton wrote some, wrote a lot of stuff. <laughs> but he, you know, Quincy Jones would make sure that it was a complete record. It, it had legs to be a record that you would hear on the radio. It has to be radio ready, and it also has to be a record that's timeless and that can stand throughout the time, and you have to have an ear for that. You have to know how to, you know, corral the different musicians, you know, Get the vocalists together. Make sure the people are paid out. Like this, to produce something is to make sure that that, com that project is complete, ready to go, everything's r ready to roll. And what beat, you know, like beat makers, and, and, you know, beat makers just make the track. And that's all that they know how to do, but they can't really produce a song. They, they'll sometimes leave it to the artist to go and do his thing, except, you know, instead of, like sitting with the artist and knowing how to get the best out of an artist, you know what I mean? To mm. like spend time with that artist or to know when that artist is like, that artist is tired. Let's shut down for the night. Let's let them rest and let's hit this again tomorrow with fresh ears. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Or maybe this artist is overworking himself lyrically right now. Maybe he didn't even live, maybe he didn't even live these words yet. You know, if he hadn't had the life experience, there's no way that we're going to have this second verse. We got a hell of a dope first verse, but we haven't even lived the second verse yet. We don't even know, you know, so we let that song rest. And maybe that song rests for a week. Maybe it rests for a couple of days. Maybe it rests for a month. Maybe it rests for some years. You know what I mean? But it's like to, you have to be a, a good producer with a good ear to know when to stop. I, wanna, I know I know you've been, uh, I know you've been uh, kind of doing your own thing for 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 a few years um but yeah. but you know I, I i i grew up i'm 32 i grew up i grew up listening to the far side and oh, and you know pass me by was was my jam uh that's okay. when i thought that's when i thought i could be a rapper because oh, yeah. your lyrics your <laughs> lyrics were that good i was just like look i can spit these um but they're like you know but i really i mean so i i, couple, I guess a couple of questions um how how is it how 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 different is it writing for a group and then just writing for yourself? I think writing for a group is there's fun parts about writing with a group because you have collective energy, mm. you know. Like everybody's there, there's excitement. You guys throw on some, you guys start freestyling, throw the mic on, start freestyling. Ideas come, you know. There's a different type of process than it is when you're alone. When you're alone, like you just kind of forced to um, sit there with your own mind, you know, <clears throat> and, right. you know, being a family man is also, you got things that you got to do during the day, so it's like you're, you don't have that free space, mm. you know, and <clears throat> I got like ADD too, so <laughs> it's hard for me to focus, you know, and one thing that was good today uh, at the studio is me and Tony, we were just like, Damn, like if you weren't here, like I'd be distracted like a mug, you know? Because yeah. he's got he's got kids too, you know what I mean? So but when the when 
more energies, creative energies are together in the same room, you're forced to focus on what it is that you're doing. Mm. And that was the that was the definite difference. You know, we were all in the same room, and when we were making Bizarre Ride and Lab Cabin and stuff like that, we were we ha- we were all at either the Lab Cabin working on stuff, or we were all at Hollywood Sound or uh, one of one of one of the main studios. And there was nothing else that we were doing, but the work that you know, just like mixing a song, creating a song, talking about a song. Everything was about the song or about the topic, or just, you know, just kicking back, no stress. Your mind is free to let something kind of, like, walk across your mind, you know, a good idea. We were, you know, at playing pool at the pool table. It was it was more not thinking about music, which was healthy, because right. we needed that clear space to, for the idea to come about. So, and more minds meant more creative ideas you know it's not just you you know i want to go back to uh passing me by you you, you also said in your your website uh that it, it was supposed to be uh two separate songs that turned into one yes. um, yes. I, was, I, I didn't know that and I, that's that's really i think that's really interesting um so i was just wondering how how did how did that happen how did two two great songs go into one amazing song I think, I mean, it's funny because, you know, it, it was Romai, Booty Brown, and uh, Jay Swift, they were always digging in the digging for records together at uh, Reggie Andrews, in Randy, Reggie Andrews' garage, because that's where he had all of his records and stuff. And, you know, when, once we had, I guess they had, you know, they came up with, with they found two samples that were really dope, and they were definitely going to be two different songs. And I think... I don't re- I don't remember who said put them together. All I know is they wound up being together, <laughs> and it just worked. Mm. It's it, like nothing. Like just to hear that song by itself with with no with just the loops, we would just let that. We would just let that loop and loop and loop and loop for hours and hours, man. It was just something about it was like hypnotizing, you know? When I dream of fairy tales, I think of me and Shelly. She's my type of hype and I can't stand what brothers tell me. Now I should quit chasing and look for something better. But the smile that she shows makes me a go-getter. What, what, what is your, what's, your, what's your favorite thing about performing? My favorite thing about performing is just really being, being there, being present, where... This, I will have to, I'm gonna have to take it to the cosmic thing, and, and my wife hates when I talk about cosmic stuff or spiritual stuff, but it's it's kind of really real, where you can kind of read the crowd energetically mm. when the crowd is open to you and everybody's on, <clears throat> everybody's excited. Nobody, it's like it feels like you're not being judged. It feels like everybody's open and ready to dance and everything. And so, the more that they're open the more it energizes us and we feel it because we're kind of like, man, it's like we are, we we work off of that energy, that surge of energy, and we can feel it, you know? And the more the crowd is open to it, the more energy we're able to, to you know, pull through us, spirit energy or cosmic energy to do the show. So, like, that is a good feeling. That is, like, the best part of the show to me is just, being as present as humanly possible to do your best 
to give you a best show. Some good, Trey. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. And I want people to definitely know to be look, be on the lookout for my my new albums that are that are um, almost done. And that's the one with uh, DJ Newmark, that collaboration, as well as the, the um, collaboration that I'm doing with the Doodle Funk All-Stars, Tony Ozier. That was Slim Kid Trey, formerly of The Far Side. To keep up with everything Slim Kid Trey is doing, go to his website, slimkid3.com. That's slimkid3.com. This is Tim Eininka with The Library. Peace. Now she was barely 18 and he was maybe 21. Two young lovers living life under the summer sun. Nowhere that they needed to be. Talking like rebels do public enemy number one. Justifying just a short term like a loaded gun. Now thinking about the long run. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.